The 2023 Oregon legislative session kicked off in Salem last week. I recently had a chance to sit down with the Oregon Cattlemen's Association's president, Todd Nash, and president-elect Matt McElligot to find out what's on the association's radar this session. First, Matt McElligot. One thing all of our producers need to be concerned about or really have an eye open to is that the rollout of the ag overtime um, as that comes out in 2023 and, and beyond. A couple of other things um, that our committees are looking at is is uh, ESA issues, you know, in, endangered species issues, such as like like wolf, where half of our state is really with the, the animal is not endangered and, and half is, and it's just an imaginary line. Basically, it's Highway 395 running north and south through the state. Um, so, you know, that really needs discussed and that, that needs figured out. There's That doesn't make any sense on, on one side of a highway the wolf is protected on the other side of the highway. Uh, all it has to do is cross the yellow line, and and it is not endangered. Some other big issues are water. Water is always going to be a big issue, particularly as we, we rolled into 2023. Our water year started in October, um, and, and we're a little bit behind, and, and the forecast is that it will be another dry year. So on the western side of the state, the... Uh, our producers are working on issues, their floodgates and the replacement of floodgates and the regulations and cost of each floodgate. They're required to replace them, but it costs upwards of fifty to $80,000 to replace a floodgate and all the regulations that go along with that. So and that's the driver of, of a lot of stuff in, in, in uh, industry, but particularly our industry is regulations coming from the state. Um, so... As Todd alluded to and talked about our our committees, uh, so they'll be on top of all these issues. You know, adding on to the tide gates that that Matt talked about, um, in-stream water rights um, that are uh, um, there's three different entities that are able to take in-stream water rights within Oregon, and and uh, and those are uh, Oregon Department of uh, uh, fish and wildlife, uh, DEQ, and and parks, and, and so uh, of late, uh, there's been a lot of effort by ODFNW to take some of those in-stream water rights, and uh, and we really want to be engaged in that, and making sure that there's no harm. Um, we we want to protect fish. We we want to do all of those things. We want clean water for everybody. Uh, but we also uh, think those adjudicated water rights are are, are pretty precious, and, and and we need to we need to keep a really close eye on that. Can you gentlemen talk to me about what the overtime bill could mean for producers across the state? Because I think a lot of times when people are thinking about ag overtime, they're thinking more about vegetables and tree fruit. How could it impact the OCA? Well, I think it has a detrimental impact when you start looking at some of these. Um, you get a little closer to industry. You get off of the ranch, uh, some of the family ranches that are run strictly by families. Uh, we don't get overtime. Uh, we don't ever consider that. We don't pay ourselves a lot of times. Uh, but when you get into uh, the, the industry a little bit deeper into the feed yards and some of that 
those guys, they don't know what Christmas break is, New Year's break. They don't know what a special day like a wedding is or anything else. Um, they figure out how to get those cattle fed every single day, the dairy guys as well. Um, and and uh, that husbandry comes first over everything else. And the guys that have been operating there have done a tremendous job of being able to retain employees through whether it's, uh, you know, housing or, or supplying them with beef or, or vehicles or, or whatever the case may be. As everybody knows, it's a, it's a really tough environment to hire employees, to, to keep them there, and those guys have done a, a great job of that. They do work long hours, and some of them, that's the way they get ahead is they work more hours. Now, when you've got to put pen to paper and, and you've got to take all those things away, roll them back, and you have a state saying, well, now, you know, that doesn't really count. That doesn't really count. Even though you're giving them this and giving them that, that doesn't count. You have to pay them overtime, time and a half, uh, every time they go over uh, a certain amount of hours in a week. These guys, there's only so much margin in this, and we compete with states that that don't have as, as high a minimum wage as what we do to begin with. Uh, they and and most of these guys are being paid way above minimum wage, and you know it, it just uh, it puts us in a position where we're not able to compete as well as some of our neighbors, and. If it's not healthy for Oregon and it's not healthy for any segment of our industry, it's not healthy for all of cattle. One thing that's on our radar is um, building a relationship with with the new administration coming into Salem. Yeah, and and I would agree. You know, this this last election cycle of the ninety representatives and senators that are down there i think there's 21 that are brand new and the year previous there was over 20 that uh due to covid really haven't uh engaged or been in the capitol building and so um of those 90 almost half of them uh, um are brand new and so establishing a relationship establishing a day that isn't just necessarily partisan that we just start doing what's best for Oregon rather than what's best for the political climate, um, I think is really important. It gives us a great opportunity to do that, and we look forward to building those relationships. Once again, that was Oregon Cattlemen's Association President Todd Nash and before him, President-elect Matt McElligott.